Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. Hello and welcome back to the Conquest of Bliss. You're just going to have me here today and we're going to talk a little, or I'm going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in my life, some of the major struggles that I've been having and what I've been able to do to cope and what things I have sort of had to just ride out. Um, it's a big part of the reason that I recommend getting a network of people, if possible, who care about you and can help is because there's definitely been moments where there's been nothing I could do. So a little bit of backstory for those who are not in the know. I suffer from two chronic illnesses, sarcoidosis and fibromyalgia, and both are characterized um, symptomatically by widespread pain, fatigue, exhaustion, and then there's an array of other symptoms that come with both. Now, Normally, I am able to cope pretty well, um, all things considered, when I am, and I don't want to undersell the amount of pain I'm in, but when I am just, quote unquote, in pain, I am able to function surprisingly well. I have a fairly high pain tolerance. Uh, when the exhaustion is really bad, it becomes a lot more challenging. When the cognitive fogging comes along, of course, it's, it's more challenging still. Now, when real life events, um, especially tragic ones, interact with my illness, when they happen to coincide uh, flare ups with these events, things tend to get really, really bad. And that is exactly what happened. So my Nana, um, not too long ago, got sick with a stroke and passed away. And very, pretty closely following within a few weeks, a peer of mine from school who I wouldn't say that I was super close with, but was definitely friends with, um, passed away from an overdose. And he is one of many of my childhood friends who passed away from overdoses. And the unfortunate effect of that was that my health started to crash worse. So I was already kind of seeing a flare up from the heat wave and my health started to crash worse. And it had a major impact on my mental well-being. And um, there were other things, too. There was a couple of reliving of trauma moments that were sort of cathartic and necessary at the time. And these things all built up. And for, for a little while there, it was so bad. It was It was very similar to like my thinking was very similar to when I was 14. And it was it was kind of weird because I... I don't know if you've heard of the con uh, the concept of reparenting, but it felt like that. It felt like there was me inside parenting this child who was running the show, and I was dealing with things like suicidal thoughts, um, self harm desires, all over again. Even though I felt like I had dealt with these things before, now because I have the skills that I do have today. I was able to reach out the second that I started noticing those thoughts and I was able to communicate the issues that I was having with the people around me and they gave me a lot of grace and help along the way. 
some of the ways that I was helped and given grace was people helped me to keep my place clean, helped me to make sure that I was getting everything done that I needed to do. Um, My partner, Matt, was extremely helpful. And the other thing that they did was I was very irritable and sensitive um, because as all of this emotional stuff is happening, I am still in a world of pain. So I was incredibly sensitive and irritable and quick to assume the worst that like, you know, people were, you know, secretly saying that they didn't like me or that they found me to be a burden or these other things that are very, very far from true. And thankfully I was able to let people know, Hey, you know what? I'm really sensitive. I do generally give you the benefit of the doubt, but if I don't in a moment, I I need, I just need you to know ahead of time that that can happen. And this is why this is happening. And it's not about you. And it was surprisingly effective. Like I said, most people, um, when I was saying that in the thick of that part of it, were really, really good about that. And in time, I was able to come through that through a combination of techniques, including talking to people, reading books, and just really focusing hard on whatever tools I felt that I had. So I made a list of tools that I felt I had, things like meditation, taking space, comfort foods, healthy foods, exercise. Exercise is always a tough one because of the physical pain. It can be hard to exercise or do yoga or things that are very stretchy because one of the one of the features of my illnesses, and I never really know which one it is, but my muscles will get really, really tense, like they're flexed even, even into my sleep, um, which is very painful, but also makes stretching very, very difficult. So moved along and I was able to get out of it mostly through working on self-compassion. And I said to myself over and over and over again, you just need to survive this. You just need to survive this. You just have to get through it. And like I said, thankfully that period did slowly come to an end, but unfortunately the pain, like the physical pain had gotten much, much worse at that point. I have a lot of issues with, uh, with my body, but my gastrointestinal system was doing really poorly and I was getting like very large, significant knots in my jaw and my forearms, as well as the classic places like my neck, like my neck and my back. As this pain has worsened, I have had a lot of frustrating things to deal with because it's still not gone. I'm still dealing with just a crazy amount of chronic pain (laughs) Um, and it's affecting my ability to sleep and my ability to function and definitely my ability to socialize. And that's another thing that's been just a huge blessing for me is most of the closest people in my life are very understanding and respectful of the fact that I don't have the space to take care of everybody all the time. As much as I don't identify myself as a sick girl, the reality of the situation is that I'm a sick girl and that I have two very serious illnesses that are, you know, serious enough that the government has said, yeah, you're going to be sick for your whole life and put me on a permanent disability designation. So it is serious. And thankfully, the people in my life are respectful of that and love me in spite of the many challenges that come along with it. 
So as far as the tools that I've been able to use um, to move forward in these moments, especially now that I've kind of regained my center, um, one is for sure just self-examination and trying to create space between the problem and my sort of higher thinking mind and examining it with interest. So that's found, I found that that's really interesting, the way that I am responding and kind of looking at it create some comfort for me because then I feel like I understand a little bit better what's happening. Uh, Another tool that has been really useful, which I recommend to everyone always, is the tool of self-compassion. Is Even though I deal with a lot of sort of guilt issues and confusing, confusing thought processes around being sick, I try to remember that if it were a peer or a friend who was sick, I would be giving them a lot of grace and a lot of love and understanding. And because of that, I try to make sure that I'm taking care of myself as well as my peers would like me to, as much as I would expect or want my my loved ones to take care of themselves. So I sort of try try to do that and I have varying levels of success. Uh, Another thing that's worked really well for me too, and this is not something that I'm very good at, is being honest about my challenges without okay I do my best to do this being honest about the challenges that I'm having with my physical body without teetering too far into self-pity now that's not to say that I have not had any moments of self-pity because I absolutely have it sucks like it fucking sucks to you know know that there's just not ever really gonna be a time in my life that I'm gonna feel good And before anybody suggests a million and one different alternative medicine modalities, please know that I work with doctors and have tried a lot of different diets and a lot of different alternative medicines. And so I am not making this as a request for for solutions because there aren't any right now. I have tried a lot and I'm fucking tired. And I think that one thing that maybe people don't understand coming from the outside, this is just actually maybe interesting, is as much as people are trying to help, and I can recognize that and I appreciate that, as much as people are trying to help, it can be very, very hurtful to start to force a conversation that goes on the assumption that people have not been trying to get well. I have been trying to get well for over seven years. I have bent over backwards doing everybody's protocol and I have wasted years of my life trying to appease people who think that they know better than doctors. And as much as I appreciate that the intent is to try to help, it's very harmful. It's insulting and a lot less helpful than people assume that it is. Now, again, I understand that it's often to help, but I want to make it very, very clear that I am not soliciting suggestions for fixing my health. I work very closely with multiple doctors who advise me as best as they can. They absolutely make recommendations for alternative modalities as well as Western Western medication and the Western medical system. So 
there is no reason to think that I am not being taken care of as best as possible. It's just one of those shit situations. What we are left with is coping with a situation that is just shitty and unlikely to change. And the reality is, even if you don't have chronic pain, there are going to be situations like that for you. There just are. That's how life is. So what do you do? <laughs> like I said earlier, one of the things that's worked really well for me is minding that it is probably going to end. At some point, I will be okay again. And trying to relish the moments in between, the moments that maybe maybe I'm not pain-free. It's been once in seven years that I have been pain-free. So maybe I'm not pain-free, but I have a break, you know, it's it's less painful or I'm able to distract myself. Um, I also use cannabis in an attempt to appease, <laughs> appease the pain, oh, that's not the right word, but um, relieve some of the pain. And really, it's interesting because cannabis for me personally doesn't really take away any of my pain or much, much of my pain at all. It's not like when I take a Tylenol um, for a headache or something, and then suddenly like the headache slowly just sort of disappears. It's more like the pain is there, but it's not taking all of my focus. It's not right front and center anymore. And that's another thing that really helps me to cope with this is to remember that, like I kind of think of my body as like a, a little kid and it's just, or maybe a machine or whatever, I don't know, but I try to have compassion for my body almost separately from myself. And I think about how it's really just doing the best that I can. It's functioning in the best way that it knows how something broke along the way. We don't know what, we don't know that it's fixable. Most, most um, information that we have says that it's not fixable, but it's just doing the best that it can. And it's trying to warn me that there's something wrong. That's what pain is all about. It's going, hey, 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 there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And like I said, this is where I kind of think of it like a little kid is a little kid that just doesn't know what else to do, you know? So sometimes I'm just like, just trying to shut it up in a way that's gentle. And so I find cannabis can help with that a lot sometimes and other times not at all. Um, cannabis does help with the extreme emotional side when the pain is really bad, because that is absolutely a side effect of extreme pain is that I get really, really emotional, really, really sensitive, especially lately. Um, it's gotten worse lately. Hopefully it gets better soon. Again, Matt is one of the most patient humans on the planet and I just appreciate him and love him to bits. So, you know, um, those are some of the big things that I've been using to, to cope with my pain and my issues. Um, and then beyond that, like really just studying for me, one of the big things that helps is reading about the brain, reading about happiness, reading about philosophy, and even things like self-help books. Um, I'm reading one right now called, I don't remember what it's called, um, or, or any kind of book that sort of furthers my understanding of my body, my place in the world, you know, um, group psychology, anything like that really helps to sort of bring me out of my own personal pains. Cause it's not like I'm not in pain when I read it, 
but it brings me away from that. It brings it from the the front and center, you know, sort of to the background, at least for a time. Of course, there are moments where the pain is, you know, at a level where that's not possible or the cognition is foggy enough where that's not possible. And in those moments, in those moments, all all I can do is I take my pain medication. Um, obviously, having been sick for this long, I have access to a lot of pain medication that I don't I don't use very often um, unless I absolutely need to. So I take pain medication. I will usually take edibles of some sort and watch TV or listen to, I mean, I listen to something, anything I can do to sort of pass the time as quickly as I can. Because sometimes in life, you just have to sit in the pain. There's no actual getting rid of it. So getting as comfy as you can and waiting for that pain to end is really the only option. And so that's kind of a place that I've been a lot lately. So if you notice that I haven't been posting on socials very much, and I haven't been replying to messages very much, and I've just sort of been doing the bare minimum of releasing episodes, that's a big part of the reason is because my health has just been super, super bad. And I hate admitting that. Like, I think a big part of the reason that I'm even recording this is because I carry a lot of shame, even though I know that I didn't cause this illness. I really, really struggle with the idea that that there's something bigger than me controlling my life and that there's nothing I can do. I, I don't do well with powerlessness and I don't do well with looking like I'm weak. And I know, <laughs> I know that that I do look weak because the reality is that I am and and that's okay. You know, it's it's funny because I don't judge other people this way and that's a bit of a concept that I've thought about a lot lately is if I have higher standards for myself than I do for other people, isn't that just arrogance? <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if I have an answer for that, but anyways, that's more or less the update on Kara, the what's happening over in my world. Um, and I'm working hard on it. I, uh, yeah, I'm just doing my best over here. So if you're looking for ways to support, um, the show or me in any way, you can like, share, subscribe, um, to all my different channels. You can, if you have special skills that would help out with podcasting and help take some of the load off, definitely reach out and we can, hopefully find you a good volunteer position, or you can always join my Patreon at patreon.com or buy me a coffee. Um, both are, well, buy me a coffee is conquest of bliss with no the and patreon.com slash the conquest of bliss. If you're interested in that, um, definitely rate and review us. Those are all ways that you could help out a lot. Um, I guess one final update, I've made a pitch for my show, uh, to CBC, uh, yeah, so hopefully that works out and hopefully you guys have a wonderful day and that my update wasn't too depressing and maybe it was helpful in some way or another. And, uh, yeah, I love you. Bye.